Heidi here. I used to think that healthy snack options meant pretending to enjoy things that tasted like cardboard. Wrong! With Monk Pack, I can have my bar and eat it too. They do not compromise taste for nutrition. Monk Pack bars have just one gram of sugar or less, and they satisfy your sweet and salty cravings while tasting amazing. With decadent flavors like peanut butter dark chocolate, caramel sea salt, and coconut cocoa chip, there is truly something delectable for everyone. My personal favorite is the sea salt dark chocolate nut and seed bar, which I always find myself reaching for as a post-workout pick-me-up. Monk Pack offers a happiness guarantee. So shopping online is a completely risk-free way to discover your new favorite snack. Use code OTG for 20% off a purchase on monkpack.com. Monk Pack products are also available nationwide in retailers such as Walmart, Kroger, Meyer, and Sprouts. Bon appetit! Jamie here. Spring is upon us, and that means warmer weather, more outdoor activities, and dry skin. As the weather gets warmer, it's super important that I keep my skin healthy and moisturized so I can do all the things I love. So you can imagine how delighted I was when I found out that Lubriderm was partnering with us here again on Off the Gram. This spring season, prep your skin with Lubriderm Daily Moisture Lotion Fragrance Spray or Lubriderm Advanced Therapy Lotion. Both formulas are fragrance-free with proven skin moisturizing benefits for up to 24 hours. Want to learn more about these and many other great products Lubriderm has to offer? Check them out at Lubriderm.com, Amazon, or pick up some at retailers nationwide. A psychic can give you information about your life, past, present, and future. A medium is speaking to your loved ones. Welcome back to an all-new season of Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hi, guys. Hi. It is Heidi here. We are super excited for today's show. We're about to bring on internationally recognized psychic medium, author, healer, and spiritual teacher, Marianne DeMarco. Marianne has been a mentor for spiritual and celebrity influencers like Gabby Bernstein, Jordan Younger, and other famous names, not to mention thousands of students in the U.S. and around the world. Marianne provides guidance and clarity through private readings and spiritual counseling in areas related to grief, career, business, family, love, relationships, life changes, and meeting the souls that guide you. She is known for her ability to channel powerful messages from her clients' spirit guides angels, and loved ones who've passed. She translates the messages into practical guidance and advice for happier and more fulfilling lives. So Megan here, while Marianne's waitlist for general psychic readings is currently closed, she's working through a five-year waitlist. And my mom has traveled to see her twice and is actually on that coveted waitlist once again. You can pick up Marianne's first book, Believe, Ask, Act, Divine Steps to Raise Your Intuition, Create Change, and Discover Happiness, and her latest book, Medium Mentor, 10 Powerful Techniques to Awaken Divide Guidance for Yourself and Others, that just came out April 12th, for a taste of her mind, body, and soul-focused guidance that is as motivational and empowering as it is validating and reassuring. 
I know I cannot wait to sit down with Marianne, the medium. So listen to the show if you're skeptical but curious about psychic abilities, you want to learn how to tap into your own intuition and implement universal guidance, you're a total believer, and just consider this podcast as good as getting off that wait list. Marianne, we are excited to welcome you to today's show. As you know, my mom is your super fan. She's seen you <laughs> twice in person, and she felt so much comfort in healing in your readings. She is even on your closed waiting list and came over my house today when she heard that I was recording with you. So just makes me so happy. It's so sweet. Thank you for that. That warms my heart. Thank you. I love hearing that. Before we get started, I do have a confession to make. I am actually a little bit nervous because I have no personal experience with a medium. And and just like sitting here talking to you right now, I'm like wondering if my dead relatives are suddenly going to pop up and speak to you. So can we just like start off by clarifying what is a medium? How does it work? Do you hear voices? Do you see dead people? Like what is going on for you? It's all of that. I see dead people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, a medium is somebody who can speak to our loved ones on the other side. Basically, I am able to raise my vibration up to a level, a frequency, if you will, where I just hear them. And I've been like that my whole life. So for me, this is really normal stuff. And it should feel very normal for everybody. I don't feel anything scary about it. I'm never nervous about it. And I have my own rules as to when they can pop in and when they can pop out. So I, I think if I was listening to spirit all the time, that would be kind of like, you know, constant chitter chatter, annoying. Yeah. And as you learn how to do this work, you learn that that's probably not going to serve you best if you allow that. So you set up some boundaries and you understand how to work with the ability. And uh, no, it's just pretty cool to kind of hear them be around when, when they feel the need to prompt themselves up. And is it more, is it like things that you see, things that you hear or things that you feel? It's all of those things. I see, hear, feel spirit. I taste things during readings. I can smell things during readings. Spirit is clever in how they want to communicate with us. You know, it's really actually comforting and very exciting to know that they can use all of these signs and symbols and images and storyline and tell me about their lives to, in order for them to communicate with us. And you, each and every one of you, have the ability to do that for yourselves with your own loved ones. For sure. It freaks me out. Like, I, I like feel very nervous that like, is my dad here? I can't help that, it. It almost makes me cry. Yeah. Your loved ones are always with you. They're always with us. They don't leave our side. It's, it's if, Megan, if it makes you any more comfortable, they're right in the next room. Okay. They're right there. You know, it's like, they just are like beyond the veil. And I feel like I have to tell the, the listeners this because I feel like we all have this like cliched vision of what like a medium is. Like she does not have a crystal ball. She's not. I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, I have some crystals and yeah, I mean, I have some angel stuff. I mean, I've got my lovely Buddha back there, you know, but I'm pretty, I'm <laughs> like you're pretty matter of fact you, about it. You, you're like a gorgeous mom of two. Oh, like, yes. I'm, I'm married mom too. But I do think there's this cliche, right? Like the yeah. crystal ball and the headscarf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I won't lie. I can go to a very wooey level. I mean, obviously I speak to deceased loved ones. There's something to be said about me walking around going, oh, that's just spirit talking to me. No biggie. But I am very matter of fact about it. And I was really fortunate to just grow up with a mom who really normalized this for me and just didn't make it wooey or weird. And I'm so glad you asked me that question too, because 
part of why I do this work and just kind of showing up as myself doing it is because I really want to normalize it for people. It's not something very wooey and mystical. It's actually something that we're all capable of doing and it lives right within ourselves. So why not access it and be able to continue that relationship, especially with our loved ones on the other side? I love that. I I love that you also said that your mother or your mom wanted to normalize it for you. So when did you first realize that you had this gift? Were you five years old channeling voices from the beyond? Was it cultivated? Did So it sounds like your mom, I don't know if she encouraged you, but, you know, normalized it. Is it was, this ability inherited? Yeah. My mom was really into and still is into the metaphysical. So growing up, you know, psychics were spoken about in my household. It wasn't anything that was unusual. My grandmother felt energy around her very strongly. So did my great grandmother from what I, I knew her until I was about 12 or 13 years old. And it was really not unusual to kind of speak to our loved ones in a way that felt really intimate still. And, and still like we had them around and call on them for help. When I started recognizing that it was something a little different in that I was having visits from my loved ones in dreams or I was seeing them in meditation. My mom would like take me to meditation classes when I was like six and seven years old, you know, and I'd be like sitting there trying to see my third eye, you know, or like <laughs> hearing about higher levels of consciousness and things, you know, so I learned all this stuff early on. But when I would speak to my mom about, I feel like there's something around or her and I would dream the same thing in the same night with the same people in it. You just couldn't deny that there was something different that was going on. And when I got older and it was given a name, it felt really natural to me. It was sort of like, oh, that's what that is. It's mediumship. Now I see. And that there's actually this sort of uh, ability behind it. And you can access it if you so choose and give that information to others if you want to in a different way than I thought was possible. So I learned about it more when I got older. What's the difference between a psychic and a medium? A psychic can give you information about your life, past, present, and future. A medium is speaking to your loved ones. A medium automatically giving you, yes, psychic information. A psychic not necessarily focusing on where the information is coming from. Fascinating. That makes sense. Okay, this is Jamie. You're blowing my mind because the fact that you're telling me that we can all do this is really just like shook me. I'm like, I, I can. Yeah. So in your first book, Believe, Ask, Act, you teach readers how to develop intuition. And you say there's three powerful steps. Maybe the book title is part of those steps. Yes. Maybe it gives it away a little yeah. bit. Can you like take us through that process? Sure. When we believe in a higher power, something greater than ourselves, we're lending faith and trust. We're already starting. We're starting with not questioning. Am I capable of this? Am I worthy of this? Is this within me? We're saying, all right, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy into one. I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to say, okay, I believe in this higher power. And I believe that this light and ability lives within me. And we're not going to question it. When you learn how to ask the right questions with spirit, we're asking questions for the greater good of all concern. Uh, should I take that job? Will I fall in love? Uh, is this the right relationship for me? How's my health? Where can I go? We're not really asking yes or no questions. We're asking guided questions, things that will lead us to the guidance. And then we understand that we can't just sit and sort of wait for our own personal miracles to happen, although they do every day, but that we become an active participant in that, that we're going to act on those signs and symbols and little breadcrumbs that spirit lays out. We then realize that our universal team is just that, and we are part of that team. There is no I in team, and that they are here helping us. And then you realize you have this whole team of besties on the other side that are helping you out and guiding you, including your loved ones, which is really beautiful and very, very comforting. 
And when you learn to rely on that and you just have full trust in that, you kind of don't go back to those older ways of thinking. You're always turning to your team, even in your heaviest and most darkest moments. Um, I just have to pause on the team front. Like what if someone doesn't like you when they die? Are they then like going to talk trash and try to F with you from the other side? Can that happen? <laughs> They're going to totally spill tea on the other side. They're going to be like, let me tell you a little bit about her. No, 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 no. The beauty about what I've learned through all of these years of doing this work is that spirit lets go. They don't carry worldly woes. We're in a really big school here. The worldly realm is just full of lessons, isn't it? We're constantly learning lessons. When our loved ones go, they understand what they carried in their lifetime and why and the experiences that they had. And then they're able to shed all of that and move on to the great unknown. You know. And the great unknown, where where are they? Are they vibrational energy? Are they hanging out somewhere? Are they in like, you know, yes. heaven? Are they bumping it up? Like what's going on? Yes where are you to talking all of to that. Yes to okay. all of that. The way I look at it is I am able to hear them in that higher realm heaven, other side, beyond the veil, whatever resonates with you. You can call it whatever you like. And that there are different levels of consciousness for whatever reason. And that as we grow as souls, maybe we raise to different levels of consciousness. I think I believe Ask Ak, I talk about it like an apartment building. You know, you sort of start on the ground floor and then you kind of work your way up and, you know, you sort of keep raising in that vibration. And yes, I have seen them with loved ones. We travel in soul packs. We often repeat seeing our loved ones and friends on the other side, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, we learn our lessons through them. Uh, they've shown me scenes of them being uh, in the homes that they that they had. And I think that they can create this imagery on that other side. And really, isn't it kind of nice to think that heaven can be all that you want it to be as long as you think it up? So use that imagination. I love that. This is Heidi. And I have so many questions. I could like just sit here forever. Um, but so I'm a yogi. I, you know, expert teacher, all the things. And so I, higher power was new to me when I first started my yoga journey. And it's something that I have worked really heavily on cultivating. And I I lost the man who raised me 10 years ago. I was well into my yoga journey at that point. And ever since then, he died of a brain tumor. And ever since then, every life, big life choice I've made, there's a connection to brain tumors. Like the first place that I went that I was sort of like breaking out of someone else's shadow and coming into my own was a studio that was donating $1 per class per person back to brain cancer research. And then we're buying a house and we couldn't find one, couldn't find one, couldn't find one. And then the man who died in the house we're buying died of a brain tumor. So like, is this listening? You say that like, you know, intuition is a yoga thing, right? Like learning how to tap inside. But I'm like, I, I want to hear the voices. <laughs> you just because, did. Oh, I did. You are, you are, at, what I'm hearing you say is that you were actively listening, especially in times of decision. Yes. So yeah. buying a house or moving, you know, using this new yoga studio or enriching your yoga practice or thinking about doing so. And then you enter into a yoga studio where that's happening. Your loved one on the other side is saying to you, I'm here with you. And this should feel like a flow in these moments. Buying this house should feel like a flow and you shouldn't feel resistance. And if you're a little nervous that you're thinking outside of your comfort zone in order to get this house, I'm going to give you a sign to show you not only is that okay, but I'm here doing it. Just go with the excitement. 
And I think that's really beautiful. And, and, and the fact that he chose the brain tumor might seem macabre to some people, right? But it's really not. It's just in your face. It got your attention. Totally. He could have said he could have sent a beautiful feather that flowed down very lovely and placed <laughs> it right in front of you. But you could have been like, hey, there's bad pillows in this house. Give me a break, right? But you didn't do that. You He was like, I'm going to not only am I going to use this, but I'm going to use the brain tumor to really get her attention. And you, and you pay attention. That's active listening to spirit. So that in your new book, Media Mentor, you talk a lot about signals. So those are signals. Like I think that the I think the cardinal is my signal and the cardinal's outside the window. I'm like, okay, Pop. And then I cry some days when I'm overtired and I talk about my dad. Yeah. Do you, do people get overwhelmed when there is someone close by that was a loved one? Like Megs, I can relate, not with the cardinal, but like he taught me how to sing. I was a professional singer my whole childhood. And now I feel like I pass along him into my children by singing to them at night. And there's sometimes where I'll be cuddling with my youngest and singing the one of his favorite songs. And I just get like so many feelings. And I do this every night, but there are some nights where it's so big. Is that like the sign that he's close or he's always there and just wants me to feel him? And with yes. Meg's with the Cardinal, he just really wants her to know that he's there. Yes, 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 yes. Lay into all of the senses when you feel like your loved ones are around or you're trying to connect with them. If the visual is connecting to your senses of feeling, wow, isn't that a bonus that spirit's giving us, right? If you feel it so viscerally that there is no question, then we leave into the believe part again, right? When you're asking for signs from your loved ones, do not question that they are bringing them to you. And if it's the first thing that you think of, even when you weren't thinking about them, and all of a sudden that cardinal's sitting there, and you're like, dad, don't question. It happens to me all yeah. the time, but I'm like, damn it, it's going to make me, because I'm like, I get very overwhelmed mm -hmm. by it, because my mom welcomes it in, and I'm like, I, it, I find it scary. So you can say to dad, too much. Soften okay. up on me a little bit here, guy. You know, you're, you're it's hard. And they know that our grief is hard. They know. So you can ask them to soften it up a little bit. I have a piggyback question to Meg's about like the spilling the tea thing, if you weren't in like a great place. Can these spirits be disappointed in our choices? No. No? Spirit understands, they have an understanding of the great unknown. So to me, there is no judgment on that other side. They're like, oh, honey, I've been through it. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're kind of rooting us on in saying, I see your mistakes and I love you anyway. I see what you're going through and I understand because I've been through the earthly realm too. Woof. Right. So I, I have a lot that people ask me that a lot. You know, are they mad at me? Are they mad that I wasn't there? Are they uh, mad that we didn't speak at the end? Are they, whatever it may be, are they disappointed that I didn't choose this or that? No, they're rooting you on and they're saying to you, there are no wrong decisions. Just go with it. Or I am still here loving you. I am here. You could talk to me anytime. And again, there comes that reassurance in when you are figuring out how to make your own spiritual connection every single week, if you want, as long as it's consistent, I really don't care what it looks like. As long as it's authentically you, you will never doubt that anymore. You will know that your loved one is with you and that they're loving you and guiding you without question. Jamie here. I'm constantly multitasking. I'm working while I'm momming, momming while I'm glamming, glamming while I'm cooking, and cooking while I'm... Okay, who am I kidding? I don't cook. Anyway, seriously, I do like vitamins and supplements that multitask as hard as I do. Introducing new one-a-day multi-plus hair, skin, and nail support, a complete gummy multivitamin 
plus a boost of support for healthy hair, skin, and nails. This delicious gummy multivitamin combines 12 essential vitamins and minerals for daily nutritional support, including biotin and vitamins A, C, E, and zinc to boost support for your hair, skin, and nails. Because vitamins are important, but let's be honest, a good hair day trumps all. Get them at retailers nationwide. Heidi here. I am a heat seeker. I love heat to relax and heal, and I use it every chance I get. Now, my doll, every female's best friend, is harnessing the power of heat too. My doll Heat Vibes are single-use period pain patches that use drug-free heat therapy to relieve minor menstrual cramp pain, promote blood flow, and relax muscles. Heat Vibes provides up to eight hours of pain relief with a therapeutic temperature, helping to relieve pain from menstrual cramps, PMS pain, back aches, and muscle aches. These discreet heart-shaped patches, can they get any cuter? Relieve pain in places you need it the most so that you can feel your best all month long. Need some relief? Find Midol Heat Vibes at retailers nationwide. Can I ask, like, so when someone meets with you, right, so you, the, your five-year waiting list is closed, but what, what does it look like when someone meets with you? My mom's like, oh, wear something of dad's or have a thought. Like, what does it actually look like when someone is lucky enough to have time with you? I'm kind of chill in my readings. I'm not, like we talked about in the beginning, I'm not very wooey about it. My readings have really changed in the 12 years or so that I've been doing this in that they've become, you're going to sit down, you may hear from a loved one or you may hear straight up psychic guidance depending on your background and, and what you've been through and who shows up. And you probably will hear a lot of guidance, motivational, spiritual, validation that you're connecting. And the beauty of my work is that it's not really about me conducting any type of reading. It's about me just showing up and being myself. Yes, but I lend it over to spirit and it's really up to them. So my readings can really vary based on what spirit wants me to do. And I always tell people, if you sit down and you're having a reading, First of all, make sure you're hearing positive information. And if you're hearing something negative and scary, please get up and leave. You don't belong there then. That's not your space. And the other thing is that trust that you can wear everything if you want, and you can certainly bring pictures and things like that. But know that the messages that you receive are the ones that spirit want you to receive and feel that you need the most. And when you can lean into that trust with whoever you're getting a reading from, it really makes for a very well-rounded meeting and you'll have a takeaway. Do you ever show up for a meeting and spirit doesn't want to show up? In the beginning, I showed up. And I think I, in my, when I first started reading, it's not that spirit didn't show up. It was that I was really still learning how to interpret. And so I think I had like one or two readings that I can remember. I was a little cringeworthy, you know, that I, I couldn't quite figure it out, but I was still learning. For the most part now, no, spirit always shows up. And if they don't, for whatever reason, they weren't meant to. I actually, not that long ago, uh, I did have a reading. I write about this in the book where I had this person and I just knew that I wasn't supposed to read them. I was really tired and I had been like expelling a lot of energy and I just shouldn't have done it. And I should have changed, but I let my ego get the best of me. And it was crickets. I just, <laughs> I, had to, I had to end the reading. And that was really more about my choices. I wasn't listening to the guidance uh, of my own peeps on the other side telling me you're too tired. You're not supposed to do that reading and you need to wrap it up. And, and that's just occupational hazard. 
I'm curious what your what your relationship is like. Does your husband like okay, don't take anyone to bed with us or like shut it up? Like what is that? No. What's your relationship dynamic? My like? man's really matter of fact about it. I have to say he's not, he doesn't really like to be read, although sometimes I enjoy messing with him a little bit just because it's fun. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, he is. If I do talk about my work and when I do talk about it, I think that he's in awe of it in the same way that I am and that there's this whole cool greater picture going on. And I think he just takes comfort in it if I had to speak with him. He often's like, if I had to imitate him, it's kind of like, he's just a miracle. You know, it's usually what he says, just a miracle. You know, he kind of goes like that. And I think he's seen enough, you know, through my readings, you know, gallery events and things like that, that he's just sort of like, you know, shakes his head like I do. Like, we're just like, whoa. It's kind of cool. Again, not about me. It's just comforting to know that there's this whole big thing going on on the other side. And we're just like, we have access to it if we want. What do you say to naysayers who are like, you're full of crap. This is the weirdest thing ever. No way. It's okay. I'm not here to convince anybody. Uh, I used to kind of take it personally and, you know, just because I'm, I'm sort of a feisty New York girl, you know, but now I realize that when I do have productive conversations with skeptics and I, and I encourage some skepticism because I think it really lends for great conversation and we can all dig a little bit. And I'm even, sometimes I even pause and I'm like, all right, come on. That's even a little wooey for me, but I like the conversation. I think, I think discovery is great. And so I just lend them light and I hope they find their own discovery and connection to whatever it is that brings them comfort. And if that's working for them, fantastic. Are there any specific like sects of religion that would be really not open to hearing or mm-hmm. feeling spirit or like, like, you know, obviously I will, I say, obviously, maybe not obviously, in my opinion, yogis might be more open to it because they're really into tapping into their intuition. But I wonder if like, you know, a hardcore, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the very specific types of religion. Organized Orthodox or something might be like like that. I mean, organized religion, I think has, has its own rules. And again, I find that if you find that you are sitting in church and you are praying and that brings you peace in your heart and your spiritual connection is with your higher power, great. Uh, You know, whatever, I, I enjoy learning a lot about different cultures and different schools of thought only because it, it lends then into my frame of reference. And then I can utilize that in my readings with the many diverse people that I meet. And so I, I enjoy having that frame of reference. And what I've learned is that I just sort of pull what serves me most and feels most authentic. And I utilize that. If I'm getting resistance in those areas, I'm not really paying attention to it because it's not for me. And, you know, I don't really do it, but yeah, I'm sure there is resistance there and, and, and that's okay. That's just a school of thought, but it doesn't affect me in any way. I was just going to ask Marianne to define higher power for anyone who might not have a clue. God, source, light, universe, angels, whatever it looks like for you. Yahweh, Jesus, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just go to your source, whatever feels good to you. Uh, Marianne, my last couple of questions are, first of all, like, can you just give the cliff notes of how you became this prominent medium? Like, what did that look like in terms of a career path? (laughs) Like, I counsel people on how to become a magazine editor. How do you become this high-powered, you know, prolific, (sighs) sought-after, waitlisted medium? Like, what did that look like? Divine guidance, number one. Uh, But when I first started doing this work, I didn't think I was going to be doing this work. I I thought, that'll be cool to read some people. And then people just word of mouth, 
I heard you can read. Can you read me? Can you read me? You know, because I went through workshops and I, I started meeting people of like mind and I just started making connections that way. And then I started reading in restaurants and bars. So, you know, I call it like my my comedy club days of reading. Like I feel like I kind of like went through this whole thing. And I just started saying, yes, I have a business background. And so it was just natural for me to sort of work that way, I guess. It felt good to kind of build, you know, business-wise. I think that kind of helped. But truly, honestly, I listened to my guides and I was told, you know, can you do this? And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Just show me what you want me to do. And I set my boundaries and keep my family intact and all that lovely thought. But when I teach other people, because I do mentor mediums, I tell them the same thing. You have to kind of go with your flow. Don't try and create something. Let them show you what is best for you and work with that. Uh, and that really, to me, has helped me say yes to a lot of things. I don't mind speaking to a lot of people. I mean, it's your personality as well, you know. So to me, just being consistent, authentically showing up, saying yes, doing hard work, you know, kind of making sure that I've made myself that available, I guess, balancing my time, all of those things came into play. Okay. How old are your kids now? I'm just nosy. <laughs> Love that you're nosy. My son is 21. And my daughter is 23. I don't, because you look so like young and 25, I picture oh, you with Lulu. girl, honey, I'm 51. I just turned 51. Stop I'm it. proud of it. Yes, I'm going I'm right into my 50s. You are so hot. Like you're this glowy, beautiful, like you look like a very young mom. Say it again. You must you have, be like, psychic. You have to channel it I have really good lighting going on too, I think. Oh my gosh. It's fantastic. Everyone needs to go over to Off the Gram podcast on Instagram right now and look at her headshot and how gorgeous she is because aside she's from the so fact that she's a very talented lady, Thank she's also you. a beauty. Uh, right back at you, ladies. You have all light popping off of you, every single one of you. Um, I'm completely you. dominating. Does anybody have any questions I didn't ask? I mean, I'm, I <laughs> I can just have so many questions. No, Megs, you go, you go. Okay. So I, I like Marianne, it's hard to sit here with you and not ask, like, is, or Jamie or, or Heidi? I'm very or... focused on Jamie, actually. Really? Yeah. And I didn't plan on having Spear come in, but you know, that is what they do. And wow, um, that just shook me. Yeah. You know, you have really beautiful energy. And it's almost like the way I'm seeing it's not really about so much your loved ones on your other side, but I love this is going to sound really corny, but I love Mother Earth for you. Um, there's something about being outside or like hearing an ocean or being like part of the mother earth that almost feels like your religion. It's so funny that you Ooh. said that because I just had a conversation with my husband about, we moved to Pennsylvania during the pandemic and I've always been a city girl, always. And <clears throat> like most New York city gals, I love central park and I spent my time out there, but it's different. And then now I live in the country. And I just said to my husband, you know, we just made a commitment, you know, spring is, spring has sprung around here and there's just sunshine in the air and the bunny rabbits and all the junk that you get living in the country that is so damn glorious. Yes. And I made this commitment to, I literally just basically said the exact same thing to my husband. I said, you know, it is so special that we live in this glorious place. It is absolutely my heart. And that is why I feel like I stepped into myself when we moved here. And I want to make sure that we get out either every morning or every evening and take a walk together or with our kids, because this is an opportunity not to be missed on 
any single day. And we literally have this conversation the night before last. I love it. I, I, I always tell people, I think my podcast, if I ever get a podcast, I'm going to name it. I can't believe you just said that mm-hmm. because that's usually, usually what people say. And isn't it, it, what it is, it's kudos to you for listening to that guidance, hearing it for yourself, expressing it to your husband and allowing that to be part of really a healing for your family as well. You know, this is kind of a healing moment for you guys, whether you're coming out of uh, grief or you're just coming out of a complete rug pulled out from under you as far as transition and what that looks like. You have chosen to embrace that frequency in a really positive way. And you do that by taking a look at the environment around you. It's very, very powerful because you're not looking for something tremendously outside yourself to feel that, uh, have that fulfillment. What you did was went right to the core of where you are and say, look at this. There's gratitude all around. It's one of the most beautiful things you could do for yourself. Well done. Oh, thank you for saying that. And I'm so no. glad that you, that is an awareness that we have every single day. And I say this to my husband. And again, it might sound corny, but I don't really care. But I say to him, like we look, we have a little dining nook or breakfast nook, I guess you would call it. And it just looks out at the trees and the hiking trails that we live across the street from. And every morning I do one of these to my husband. I give him a little nudge with my elbow and I say, babe, remember that? And we just look outside and we're like, we're home and this is, this is it. And it literally does not take any more than that. And it is so fundamental to my existence. So thank you for for shedding light on that. You're welcome. I love the feeling of it. So I'm glad. Thank you for sharing it with me. So on that beautiful note, Marianne, we have one segment that we like to wrap the show with and it's called... Karma call. Megan just does such a good job of saying it. It makes me so happy. And I love that you're dancing. I wish everybody could see you. Um, So karma, as I'm sure you know, is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing, inspiring guests, you, what is one small actionable item that our listeners could try for a short period of time that would yield a large result? So small action. Gratitude and expression of it. Uh, not only for what you have, but maybe even gratitude for what you see in somebody else. I think it's really beautiful to express yourself in a way that you can tell somebody, you know, I'm so grateful for your light. I'm so grateful for what you give over. And I've said this to Megan before, your light is just what you do for people and what you put forth and how vulnerable you are, that lightning bolt is not just a symbol. It's a thing that exudes off of you, emanates off of you. And I think expressing that gratitude to other people who make you feel good is really a beautiful thing to pay forward. And I, and for me, it creates that ripple of positivity. And I love doing that. And I think it's really easy to do, even if it's like, Hey, I like your shoes. You know, it can even be a compliment like that. Doesn't really matter. Just something that feels really positive, but do it for yourself first and then give it over to others. That made me cry. I'm wiping my eyes with the lightning bolt mask. <laughs> oh, Megan. I'm no, such you, a crier. I never yeah, but know. You know but you Megan. know what? I think it's really the proof is in the pudding. Sometimes just acknowledging someone else's light can bring tears to their eyes. We don't do it enough. Because so. they need it. You, you know, if you feel really called to do that, you know that they need it. 
And it's not only does it is it a nice thing to do, but it it really feels good to do it. And then Mm -hmm. you raise your vibration up, then other people feel your raise vibration, and then it creates this great ripple effect. And who can deny any of that? It's fantastic. Wouldn't the world be a better place if we all just raised our vibration and and you know acknowledge other people's light? That's really the long and the short of it. What we all need more of. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your insight, for your intuition, for all of this wonderful goddess power. Um, where can our listeners find you on the gram if they want to follow along on your journey? You can find me on Instagram at Marianne the Medium. That's I love where that. I am. And where can they pick up your new book? Amazon. Medium Mentor is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Indie Books. And you can get the link on my website at marianndemarco.com. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Marianne has left the chat. Oh, I'm very guys. emotional. This oh, is not talking, but I, I guess it's just because I have no spiritual boundaries. <laughs> well, so I wanted to just put in a little peg here and just say after we stopped recording, yeah. Marianne sort of gave us all a little blew nugget. our mind. <laughs> she blew all of our minds. Yeah, totally. She said that Megan has no spiritual boundaries, right? <laughs> she said that Heidi Me has great spiritual boundaries. But I find it interesting because Megan pointed that out and I have very bad physical boundaries, whereas Megan has amazing physical boundaries. And Jamie, what did she say to you about the thoughts? So she said that basically I'm, so everybody had like, we all had our different thing. Like Megan is like a feelings person. Like, and Megan was, this is, this is all just what happened in the last five minutes, guys, after we (laughs) signed off with Marianne and then we just came (laughs) back to recap with, with y'all out there. So bear with us. But she kind of blew our minds in five minutes. She said, Megan, like feels people like an empath would. She even gets prickly when people walk in a room. Like she's very sentient, clear sentient, meaning she like overfeels or feels people's energy. And then Megan needs to therefore set spiritual boundaries. Heidi has good spiritual boundaries because she's worked long and hard on it. And for me, it she was- She said I was a healer. She, she said, said oh, that's, yes, why. Yes, that's yes. what it was. She said, like, you were a healer, which you so are. You so are, Heidi. Like She you, nailed all of us. You it are an eternal soft place to fall, not only for your children, but for your friends. I hope you know that, Heidi. Like, I know as my best friend that when I go to, I'm, now I'm going to tear up. When I, I go to Heidi, that she's like, no, really. I mean, I'm going to tear up because it's true. You need friends like that. Well, I'll tear up because I'm a clairsentient. So. Yes. And for I love me, you all. mine was the thoughts. And it was like, I'm always so clued into people's thoughts and really trying to process to be- to have the best conversation, to be the best communicator with people, with humans, to communicate myself, but also to to read other people's thoughts so we are connecting and we are able to move things and conversations and ideas forward. And then finally, she said, you hold people accountable, which is hilarious because I literally have an accountability program. And, but she said that you almost take on too much of that, which I had been told before. And like, you know, in my 12 step recovery said, days, she said, you give people the advice. Yeah. You give people the advice like, and you hold F- them accountable. You take it. Like, yeah. right, <laughs> but, like my sponsor used to say when I was getting sober, I can only go out on a limb for you as far as you're willing to go for yourself. So basically I'm going to get, tell you what to do, but if you're not willing to show up and do the work, I can't do it for you. And I, as a, you know, an accountability coach in my first two years of doing this work, it has been a delicate dance because man, when you work with people trying to change their life. Heidi, you know this, like one-on-one, day after day, it can be very spiritually and emotionally exhausting. So I love, what I love about what we just got from Marianne was like, I didn't speak as much during this episode because I don't have a lot of deceased relatives that I'm looking to connect with. So I thought, oh, maybe this is like Megan and Heidi's episode more. And then afterwards, she just brought it to an entirely different level, which is 
she is clued in energetically so much deeper than just talking to dead people. Which is, and that's what's fascinating about her. I also love, like, she zeroed right in on Jamie. She's like, Jamie, I want to talk about you and your energy. And I feel like I was so scared. I'm like, don't look at me. I was like panicked because I don't want it. And it was like you, she was zeroed in on you. And it was like, it was so perfect. Everything she said. I'm really wise. Now I understand why my mom is so obsessed with her because my mom leaves. She's seen her twice and just leaves with clarity. And it's not like, it's not like bullshit. Oh, dad says, hi. It's like, you're on the right. Like she feels encouraged. She feels reassured. She feels like enabled to make better decisions. It's I found it. I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, I found it ahead. like on the contrast of that, I found it fascinating that she says, if you're hearing negative things, get out of there. Because that would never be the message, right? right. Yeah. Megan, you know what I think she, and, and you know what I think she gave you permission to do, Megan? Like, I would imagine that there's something scary in setting spiritual boundaries because you don't, you know, if, if your dad is popping in, you don't want to tell him to stop popping in. But what I think she was telling you is you feel it so deeply, he's always there. So if you need a little break to conduct the rest of your life, he's okay with that. And she gave you permission to do that, right? And he's not in the bedroom with you and Pat. So don't worry about it, Megs. He's not in the bedroom with you and Pat. He steps away. (laughs) Trying to lighten it up. He's going to go off a cliff. Yeah. Oh, I loved this show. Yeah. Well, I, I did too. And I hope all of you out there did as well. And if anybody's tearing up along with us, uh, I hope you're not driving, but God bless. And please do go follow along because she truly has a gift and that was very special. And I'm glad that we got to bring that gift to all of you. So please do make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss a wonderful episode like this. You can listen to the show anywhere podcasts can be consumed. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We are Off the Gram Podcast over there. We'll see you next time. 